Sick and wrong is the absolute shit. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's going on there, Wackerly? How was the weekend? Uh, nothing to mention, actually. Not, not, not too much going on? It wasn't unmentionable, which means something else. It's just nothing to speak of. Nothing to speak of? Right. Well, so the uh, show is a day late once again, although I kind of think we should always just put it out either Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. They, keep them guessing? Yeah. You know, keep them on their toes. But uh, last night, I admit, I went to a rock and roll show. Got, got to see the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club over at the uh, Great American Music Hall. Right. I like that band, but they don't sound like their name. They they sound more like, what? Uh, you know, they, they sound 80s. like Jesus and Mary Chain. Right, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of. of. But you, you know what's funny about those guys? They're from San Francisco, but yet when they're on stage, they have this like affected British accent. Like, well, Jesus and Mary Chain. coming out. No, it's just like, well, do you become, when rocking's your business, do you just automatically develop an English accent? Their business is emulating those mid-80s English bands. Though, okay, right? but, but dude, you know, they sounded really good. They have good. Keith Richards hair? Uh, no, they're kind of scruffy looking, actually. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, and, and it was a sold-out show. It's really good. They played for like two hours. I got really drunk. But that's why I couldn't do the show. But furthermore, you couldn't do the show last night because didn't you have to get up at like some ungodly hour, like at four in the morning to go to a yeah, prison I had to leave, or something? I had to leave Oakland at 5 a.m. to go to a prison. What, what was the deal with that? You told me that you couldn't do it because you had to go to prison, but I didn't even <laughs> well, listen to Well, I was visiting my way. dad. No. <laughs> it was for work. <laughs> it was for work, and I'd never been to a prison before. State prison. Not a federal prison. I've never been to one of those yet. Um, I'd been to county jails and uh, like city jails, which is like... That's like where, you know, Otis from fucking Andy Griffith show. Oh, yeah. That's the county. Well, you, you're talking county about jail like, is like Otis. Like Otis is drunk and he's in the cell. Aren't those detention centers? Right. You're, it's like you're in the drunk tank for the weekend. That's jail. Or, or some people, I used to know a guy who had like five drunk driving convictions, but he never like got in a wreck or anything. He would just continuously get pulled over and be drunk like five so times So they'd put him in the tank for the night. Well, no, and... this guy, he actually had to do a jail term, but it was like <laughs> one of those jail terms where like you just had to go to jail at night. Like during the day, he would go to some job. Did they let him drive? Yeah, he'd drive to his job, but every night he'd be like, well, you got to be back here at six and get back <laughs> in the cell. Like we're just really lax. So you uh, get sentences. conjugal visits during the day. You don't even need well, to come to work. You just go home. Yeah, well, you'd be, you're supposed to be at work. I think your employer will call oh, the jail if you don't show up. You. So, this, so that's a detention center. That's county. Right. So but you this went was to real, like maximum this was security. Real prison. <laughs> I don't, it wasn't – I would say it was maximum security. It wasn't super max. Okay. So this was like – well, what type of offenders? Uh, but murderers, definitely. Murderers, attempted murder. Um, I think like – 
crimes with gang bonus points. You know how they get like add bonus points onto sentences for like gang affiliation or or armed like as opposed to robbery, armed robbery robbery with intent to like smash some dude's face. And so these are guys that are in there for like lifers, forty, fifty years. Right. So where was it? In North Kern. (laughs) Where? This is another thing that's funny. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've never even heard of this. I think in. Since we have a lot of European <laughs> listeners, it's pro- Canada's probably the same as the United States. But in Europe, I mean, like, the jail will be just downtown because there aren't, there's not really, everything's kind of urbanized, right? It's been this well, old. They don't have this huge expanse of land that they're right, doing nothing right. with. But in the States, and I assume in Canada, and I don't know how the fuck they do it in Mexico, they just cage people in boxes and throw them in a ditch or something. But uh, <laughs> the prisons are out in the middle of fucking nowhere. To the like I said, I had to get up at 5 a.m. Because no one wants to live near them. And it's just, it's just like, why, why put them on land that could be used for, like, you know, say a Walmart or something? Yeah, you know, put exactly. It, put it just way far out where land is super cheap and it's hot as fuck, but who cares? It's the prisoners. Like, you know, they're in fucking prison. Who gives a shit? Um, so this place is like, what, two hours from San Francisco, three hours? No, no, five. <laughs> a five hour drive up north? No, south. This is the, the desert, man. Okay, so the you're looking... Central Valley Desert. There are some, I think there's some <laughs> up north, but most of these... This area where I was at, there are like five of these prisons within a 10-mile radius. Wow. Um, so and I, I took some pictures. It looks just like the Road Warrior. Like, so you're, you're talking driving, like the Thunderdome? It's not even on the highway. Yeah, you're driving down this two-lane road that's all cracked up and shitty. You'd think on the sides there'd be like farm fields with some shit growing but it's just flat dirt so it's fucking (laughs) dusty as hell there's no other cars around and then you come up on this like compound that also kind of like in the road warrior except uh there's no hot chicks and like weird futuristic white jumpsuits but just this compound with like razor wire cyclone razor wire fence and then there's another fence behind the fence. I mean, so it's just this big, massive structure. You got to go through three different fences. There's guards and guard towers. Well, there's an admin building outside. You know, you park in the parking lot and you go up to this admin building that looks like the DMV, right? You're just like, it's just a government building with some fucking unionized government worker behind a desk saying like, what are you doing here? Who are you here to meet? But then you go to like, you know, the admittance so did they area. pat you down, like search you for weapons? No, they don't. They didn't even kind do of, that. <laughs> I was kind of surprised about that. This is a maximum that. security prison, and surprisingly, they're pretty lax about. I would have to say they're pretty lax about. Security. Dude, what if you had like you know a, a pound of opium shoved in your ass? A cake with a file in. <laughs> a cake with a file in. I mean, yeah. it, you know. Well, so I, were you there just to like go and hang out in the showers? Is that why you went there? Um, I was there to inspect the soap dropping capabilities of <laughs> and sliding around on the floors. No, I was there counting light bulbs actually to to make the story I, I thought boring. You were an engineer. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> you Apparently, were there I'm a just light counting light bulbs in a. What well, way? Do they have a shortage, a dearth of light bulbs? Like I don't understand. Do you really it. want to get into the details of? No, why okay. It just sounds sounds boring. Yeah. So I mean, were you with the general pop? I mean, were you like kind of walking around, being like, "Yo, what's up, SA?" Well, <laughs> get into that, right? <laughs> so it's not like you go in the fence and like, "Oh shit, I'm in jail," and there's like prisoners all over. The place. It's like jail is like everything is fenced off. Like that's how they keep it secure. Like. Even if a prisoner gets out of one area, he's like immediately trapped in another area. So we're driving around inside the two main outside fences with the gun towers and everything. 
and there's nobody around. We're just driving around in this these golf electrified cart. fences. Yes, the okay. first one is right. the second. I, the sec, once you're if you make it over the electrified one, like if you're. Uh, I don't know, Harv from fucking Sin City or something. <laughs> then you're in between the two fences and the guards just fucking blow your head off, you know, with the, some sniper rifle. That they so have. are there like mines or like a moat with piranhas or anything? No, I think after you're electrified and your head's blown off, you're, you're not going very <laughs> Not much far. left for the yeah. piranhas. No, it's funny. I mean, you've been to Alcatraz, right? They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll put it out in the middle of the bay and they'll have to swim to safety. And it's like, no, just put it in a field. In the middle of nowhere, make two fences and give a guy a gun. It's in a tower. I mean, it sounds like there's nowhere for them to run anyway, even if they got out. It's just a desert. They would never, ever get yeah. out. <laughs> That's the thing. You're, That's good to you're know. You're electrocuted, good to then know. your head is blown off. The only the way you the way you would get out would be like hiding in, in a laundry bin that's that's taken out with you know, by a service worker. Oh okay. that's how you would get out. Or, or you know, you could do too. I've heard some of them like you'll dress up as a woman and you'll seduce like the prison warden, <laughs> and then like next thing you know, you smack him over the head, you dress in his clothes, and you out. You know, you walk out. That's what I do. Yeah, that <laughs> might work too for you, maybe. But anyway, so I don't want to. This is dragging on. So we're walking around the general areas, and I'm supposed to be counting light bulbs. Not every light bulb, but like a sample. So I'm like. Well, you know, let's go over to this closet over here. Let's go to the maintenance area, or let's go to the. Uh, Were there prisoners around? I'm trying to avoid the prisoner <laughs> thing because I've like seen Oz, and I don't want to. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get raped, but I don't even want it to be asked to be raped, or like you know, I don't want to be catcalled at all. I mean, were you intimidated? Like, yeah, what, wouldn't you be? But, I mean, what do you assume? That you're going to go in there, they're going to be like, oh, hey, sexy. Yeah, bring that ass <laughs> over here, little man. Dude, I don't, you know, I think that's kind of presumptuous. I don't think most prisoners are, like, looking, you know, looking to get laid all the time. I don't think they're looking at you like a fresh piece of meat. Dude, I'm like a chubby little pig in there. <laughs> in, like, my fucking engineer pants and my short What do you think? Bleacher. Are they all, like, big muscle-bound, crazy, huge, tattooed yeah, prisoners? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get let me get right. to the point here. So I'm trying to avoid this, and then the guys find out that I've ne- the guys that are walking me around find out like, oh, is this the first prison you've been to? And then it becomes like a hazing ritual. Oh, nice. And they're like, we're going to we're going to a unit, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, what's that? And I'm thinking like, okay, now I'm gonna have to like walk past all these fucking cells, right? And these dudes are gonna be yelling at me, and I'm gonna have to look like I'm just taking it. Like, well, that's cool. I get asked to be raped all the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, like gearing myself up for that, right? And then we get to a unit. They open the. We go through this door. I got there's like a CO. They don't. They're not called guards, by the way. I found out they're correctional officers. Correctional officers. Um. Very powerful union in the state of California. Do they carry guns? No, they don't. Then what do they have? Like tasers? Uh, those huge cans of mace, like those industrial mace <laughs> cans. But they used to have guns. They used to uh, shoot prisoners all the time, and apparently that's frowned upon. Unless you're trying to, unless you're actually. They told me, you know, unless you're in between those fences, like you're trying to get away, or even if you get, even if you're beating the shit out of another prisoner, until they think you're about to kill that guy, they cannot shoot you from the guard tower. So they just run up and just mace you. Yeah, they'll just mace you. Put you know, three guards will try and put you in a submission hmm. hold. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, so we go through this like little. It looks like you know airplane security. I get, you give them your ID. You're like, well, here I am. Uh, you go through, and we're not where all the cells are. We're in the yard. Dude, we're in the yard like where they play baseball, where all the prisoners are just milling about <laughs> like five feet from me. And I have a pen in my hand because I'm writing shit down in a notebook. 
So I immediately put the cap on. So I guess if like some prisoner grabbed the pen to stab me in the neck, you'd have to take the fucking cap off first. Dude, I said, these aren't Otis, remember? These aren't guys that look like Otis. These are dudes who look like the gang members from The Shield with like tattoos on their faces. Not necks, not some fucking hipster. How many were there? Our Art Academy of of San Francisco hipster neck tattoo. I mean, like, you know, MS-13 or like... Okay, like they mean something. Like you know, gang member, like right across his face with devil horns. Or just, you know, like huge crip-looking or blood-looking black dudes. Couple of like, you know, dudes with big swastikas all over their fucking biceps and everything. Were they all like mingling together? Like, I saw that movie with, uh, what's the name? Burt Reynolds, The Longest Yard, where they're playing the football game. with uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, but there were like black people on the team and Mexican people, and I think there were a couple Jews somewhere. But I mean, yeah, like, were they mingling together? D. Simon, I'm here to tell you that Burt Reynolds lied to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's completely self segregated. None of the none of the different races hang out with each other. One of the guys told me, even like within the races, you know, there's obviously like the blood crip thing. There's the Norteños, Sereños, part of the Mexican people. They don't, you can't put them together. And the the Aryans. Yeah, and the and and by the way, I mentioned the dudes with the swastikas. That was the first dude I was running to for protection when I got stabbed in the neck. By the way, so I was keeping my eye on him, like. So if you were in prison, would you like? I guess either me or you, being white, you know kind of small males if we were in there like we couldn't just kind of join the black group no like we we, we no, would have they to fucking like... hate your prison is the last place where there's fucking no political correctness <laughs> they hate your guts and it's completely overt it's just based on the color of your skin yeah and and even other you know like i said other things like you're from fucking east la and i'm from fucking west la i'm from well, what Beach. if i'd be like you know dudes dudes i'm i'm, I'm, down, I'm part I'm down, black but i'm, I'm a pedophile with, you know I'm with the cool. blacks. <laughs> i went to u of m and took an ethnic studies class so you get the blacks in one area you get the mexicans and where were the jews like where where would my people be um, D, I think if you ever go to prison, <laughs> you need to change your name to D Sanchez and go tanning beforehand. And right. seriously, and grow like a really thin mustache. Grow a thin mustache. Uh, maybe get a, a, a you know Mary, Mother of Jesus tattoo on your neck. Because I, 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 and I'm totally being serious. I don't think Jews have a very good time in maximum security prison. Yeah, I don't think there's that many. Were there Asians? They said they were Asians, but I didn't see any. I think they're probably segregated into a different wing where I was at, not at. This was like, you know when you have a fish tank with maybe like fish that will eat each other? And there's certain kind of fish that eat each other you can put in the same tank because they're sort of cool with each other. That's what this is like. Hmm. And the prison is totally, like, they have to be. They're totally aware of, like, okay, you can't bring, like, this wing out and this wing in the yard at the same time. Or they're all just fucking trying to tear each other to shreds. So did any of them bother you or, or yell at you or kind of stare you down, mean mug you? Well, I was completely avoiding eye contact, <laughs> which is another thing I recommend, especially for uh, outsiders when you're in prison. It, you know, don't try and chat anybody up. Don't stare and point. <laughs> so tell me, uh, you know, I... I... <laughs> I took cultural anthropology in college. I really want to know what it's like in here. I think you just so go, you about your, your spare time? go about your business, which is what I did. But, uh, yeah, um, I forgot the question. No, I was just wondering, like, did any of them bother you? No, none of them bothered me. And that was the other thing. I was in the uh, – there's different wings of the prison, right? There's people who have, like – only been in there for like a week like they just got inducted and the prison's trying to figure out what to do with them they like 
count how many tattoos you have, where you're from, right. what gang you claim, what gang they maybe think you are that you're not claiming because you're in there trying to murder some other guy. So it takes them a while, like it takes the prison system a while to be like, okay, you're going to go in this wing of this prison uh, and you're going to be cellmates. Your cellies are going to be these guys because you'll probably like not try to So and kill are they each wearing other. like the pink jumpsuits or something? Blue and then blue. No, no, the inductees, the, those guys are in orange, but I was in the blue area, the blue area. These are the guys who like they're basically going to be there for the next 20, 25, 50 life, whatever. So I, th- I think they're kind of like settled in. They don't make trouble. So nobody said shit. I mean, maybe they were mumbling shit about me, like who the fuck's white boy over there. But uh, well, I'm surprised you wouldn't make trouble if hear. you're in there for life. I mean, you can, you're not going anywhere. You don't want to be put. You, you don't want to be put in super max okay. segregation. So you don't want to lose privilege, right? These guys. That's the other thing. So I'm out in this yard with all these dudes. They're fucking playing soccer. They're walking around the track. One guy had a guitar, and there's there's a counseling office. You could kill someone with a guitar. There's a counseling office. No, but what I'm saying it's like summer camp. Yeah, that's, it's it way better like it. than being like, okay, now just you're no lo- girls. You're locked down in your cell 23 hours a day. You get out in this little concrete cube that's the size of the size of this studio, and you get to walk in a circle one hour a day. That's what you're doing for the next three years. So I think that's what prompts the like. I'm not going to make waves and fuck around with this dorky looking podcast shithead who just walked into my fucking yard. Dude, you should have been passing out sick and wrong stickers left and right. I, I guess they probably don't, don't have iPods. I don't think paraphernalia is really encouraged. <laughs> so so how, did, how long were you there for? Just a few hours? Oh, like, yeah, four hours walking around. But inside the yard, maybe like. 45 minutes walking around. So were you relieved to finally get out of the gate and get out and just be like, freedom, bitch, giving them the finger? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not, even though, like I said, they're playing soccer and shit like that and basketball and lifting weights, it's not a place you want to be waking up to and thinking like, well, this is where I am for the next 15 years. It was it was like 98 degrees, dude. God, I couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine it. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, look at these, these heinous acts these people committed. I mean, these are people that we probably talked about in our articles. Yeah, probably. We probably discussed that. Probably. Um, it's very, I don't know. Bad dudes. Yeah, and then Wackerly's got to come all the way back to the city and then straight into the show. Right. I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully we'll get it done before the Bart, uh, last Bart goes. Well, we'll have to see about that. So, dude, I had kind of an interesting weekend. One more point before we get into the stories I wanted to bring up. So I went on a date on a Friday with this girl. It was actually really cool. You're the dating man. Yeah, dating man. <laughs> you should make a reality the program dating master. about your life. Yeah, this uh, podcaster who dates lots of chicks. Right. There could be a podcast I haven't about been it. on that many dates. It's probably maybe the second one. Yeah. Maybe the third. I, I don't I mean, go on dates, dude. Even I, when I'm single, I never go on dates. So it yeah, seems but I don't like go a lot on dates. Me. It's usually a date consists of... Yeah, I'll meet you at the bar for a drink. Go to the bar and then you're home shagging them once you once they've drank enough or they don't realize how ugly you are. You know, that's usually what happens. Is that not a date? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, thought a date? A date. I thought a date's like when you actually have to go plan something. Like you got to go and go to dinner or go whatever. see a Jennifer Aniston movie. Yeah. And so <laughs> I guess this is along, you know, this is sort of along those lines. I mean, we're just kind of like, let's meet up and have a drink or whatever. So we meet up at the bar. I order a couple drinks. And she doesn't drink. And I'm thinking... It'd be nice if she told you that before you ordered the second drink. But, but dude, I mean, no, I ended up drinking both. But <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what do you do with a girl that doesn't drink? Uh, put a roofie in her water. 
<laughs> you can see the roofie. It gets all cloudy. That's why I was just like, you God, my, my whole game. With your finger, dude. <laughs> it looks like an Alka-Seltzer. My whole game was right. Running. My game plan. Right. But it just went it's, out the door. I didn't say it was easy, It's but it's but what so, you got to do. So I was just kind of like, I noticed that she only took maybe a couple sips out of her, her vodka soda or something. And I, I was looking at her, I'm like, so you don't drink much, do you? And that's, you know, I, mean, I don't know if that's like a deal breaker. Well, I guess it is. Uh, and so I was already maybe, what, four drinks into it before she'd been halfway finished with her, uh, her vodka tonic. But what if she was like, well, I don't drink, but I take tons of lewds. <laughs> you know, which wouldn't have been bad, but she doesn't really do that many doesn't drugs. Doesn't do anything. And right. so I was like, so did you ever drink? She's like, well, you know, I kind of don't drink that much. I just don't like it that much. But it's mainly because I kind of had an alcoholic boyfriend. I was like, oh, so you just didn't drink to spite him or to like, you know, you just stopped drinking because of him. Yeah. I think my girlfriend could probably relate to her. Well, that, well that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm, where, where I'm co- going to here. And so I asked her, I was like, so alcoholic, what do you drink every day? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, I, I tend to drink a lot. I don't know if maybe you consider me an alcoholic. And she looks at me, she's like, do you shit the bed? And I said, what? It's like, she goes, do you shit the bed when you pass out? And I was like, thinking about it, I was like, no, I'm not that bad of an alcoholic. <laughs> Dude, when do you get to that level where, I mean, okay, I can understand being shitty drunk. I've been shitty drunk before. But when do you get to be shitty drunk? Like, have you ever Dude, passed out? Dude, don't even fucking ask me that question. <laughs> have you ever passed out and shat the bed? No, no, no. Do you know anyone? We, we have some drink, heavy drinking friends of ours. Have you known Wet anybody? farts don't count, right? <laughs> no, because those are accidents. Sharts yeah. are accidents. But I'm just not saying, even a shart, just like a wet fart that you know. Well, that's we, not that's not filling up your drawers with a with a log. Didn't we have a roommate in college who used to urinate when he was drunk? Is this like the Socratic method you're asking? It's for the benefit of the listeners. Yes, we did. Yeah, as okay. You well know. So we had a roommate in college that used to, you know, get drunk, and I used to tell him, I was like, you know, I understand you're sleepwalking and urinating, but if you come in my room, I don't even care. I'm punching you in the face. Well, I've peed in places that I thought were the toilet. Well, I've peed the bed at least once. Have I you have ever done to admit that. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of our, you know, much of our listening audience probably can relate to that. But how many people out there have shat the bed drunk? Yeah, and our and I can say for 99% certain our college roommate never shat the bed. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of surprised about. I, I asked her I was like, "Wow, so when that happened, was it just like, all right, relationship's over?" Cuz you think about it, dude, how many girls do you think your girlfriend would put up with you shitting the bed? Once, <laughs> once maybe, and then what would you? And it would be like you need to cut back your drinking to like one beer on Saturday, and you're done. <laughs> and then I would slowly build it up, or I would hide, you know, drinks around the house or something, like in but... the tank of the toilet, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the toilet that you're not using because you're getting the bed. Booze. But I think she would. I think that'd be a good uh, not thought experiment good but, a, t- but a, endurance bet, test. a bet a bet between friends <laughs> I guess how many you... times can you shit the bed before your girlfriend dumps you <laughs> no pun intended but no you know I was wondering about that it's, I think it would really truly test your girlfriend's love and that, that's what I was thinking I was just kind of like so I, I think I think almost any relationship could get away with one shitting the bed one extremely effusive apology and explanation of like Oh my god! I shouldn't have done coke and smoke weed and drank all that vodka. And I think some guy slipped something in my drink <laughs> once. You could pull it off once. And like I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not even gonna wash the sheets, but I'll buy brand new fucking silk, you know, 
four hundred dollar you know, Macy's sheets for you. You you could do a lot of shit to. Sorry, my vocabulary's <laughs> not that big. There's a lot of things you could do to get past the one shitting incident. See, I could see five urinations, <laughs> but I'm probably only one shit. Maybe maybe three pukes. No puke actually, you might be able to get five. Girls puke a lot. Yeah, so they girls don't, puke a like lot. It's like a glass house. For that's most the thing. Girls. Yeah, but I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, like, let's say your girlfriend was getting that shitty drunk. How many times would you allow her to shit? That's <laughs> a different, I don't even think I could do one because I would just be like, you fucking bm'd all through your pant, through your g string, all over my fucking leg, and I would be like. You know, baby, I care. I never call my girlfriend's baby. I find it so totally annoying. <laughs> but I'd be like, you know, I feel really feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. I'm so. I you, you're obviously feel like shit. <laughs> Sorry, once again, my vocabulary. <laughs> but I can't have sex with you anymore because you shit corn and tomatoes and fucking alcohol and beer all over me. Well, that, that's so we got to break up. Well, so that's what I asked the girl I went out with on uh on Friday. I was like, so you know, how many times did this happen? And she just said. More times than I want to tell you. So, what do you take that? What do you take? She told you the one time. Which dude, I asked her probably about I don't know twenty more times throughout the night. You got to give me a figure, please. Come on, it's gotta you got to give gotta me a figure. More than 20. I mean, I don't think she had any idea that we'd be discussing this, um, you know, traumatic event in her relationship, you know, on a podcast. I'm sure, she'll be happy about it. Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna. I, I'm sure she might wouldn't mind. She seemed like to be um, kind of an edgy hip girl. But no, anyway, like it just made me think. I was like, you know, I think you can really test the boundaries of your woman's love with um, shitting the bed. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't recommend trying it, but I guess if you're really bored. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Needed a project. I think if um, I continue to date this girl, I'm, I don't shit the bed, so I don't think she has to worry about that. But I think she's going to have to start drinking more. You could fake it, though. You could take, like, a soggy baby Ruth to bed with you. <laughs> just kind of just, like, see if – you mean test the boundaries? Test by, like, the boundaries. Like, it like, my like you said, we're just, it's just an experiment. It's a controlled shit. <laughs> it's <a> simulated <laughs> shit. Like you would do for a mouse or a monkey. Maybe you should put this test to the audience. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of married men out there. Put some, like, you know? uh, novelty fart spray on it so it smells like shit. I'm saying go all the way, dude. Shit the bed. Find out if your wife stays with you. If she really loves you, she'll stay with you. Yeah, but the thing At is... At least once. Here's the thing. is This is why what would make people actually do the experiment. If it's a, If it's a baby Ruth with fart spray... You can do the experiment, find out the results, and then salvage your relationship by saying, look, it's a baby Ruth and take a bite out of it. <laughs> yeah, that would really salvage the relationship. I think it could. I was just fucking with you mentally. I didn't really shit on you. I think that works. That's a salvageable position. Well, next week, we're actually, um, maybe uh, we'll, we'll be able to share the results of the uh, testing your woman's you know, love Nobody's with uh, feces. Nobody's going to do it. Only two of the one... listeners have girlfriends, so it's going to be one. I guarantee of... there's one twisted fan out there, probably one of the members of the forum that's going to do it. Yeah, that's maybe do try it. it. Or might have maybe a story about it. if you sleep with it. your mom, <laughs> it's an equal, equally valid experiment. Well, people, this is episode 139 here of Sick and Wrong. And uh, before we get to the show, I want to do, uh, um, do a quick shot here, a commemoration shot. Wankerly, have you forgotten what's tomorrow? I have forgotten, but now I'm, I now I'm not, forgot. Now I'm not forgetting. It's nine eleven, man. Right. I know. So we're gonna do this shot. We still have to never, dude. Forget never that? forget. How long is never? I mean, what? You didn't even pick out an outfit for tomorrow. 
Dude, I got my like uh, satin American flag jacket. I got that eagle. You know that shirt I got with the eagle flying between the towers? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it's going to be pretty rad. My red, white, and blue shoes, my Nikes. So I'm going to be wearing those tomorrow, and I'm just going to make sure that people never forget. And I was thinking about it. You can walk up to people and say, do you remember? And if they forget, just punch them in the face and then say 9-11 because they'll never forget being punched in the face randomly by some dude wearing an American flag jacket. Do you call them Saddam or something? Like, fuck you, Saddam, as you punch them in the nose? Well, I'd be like, fuck you, Bin Laden. Yeah. I do you mean, get extra points if forgotten. it's an Arabic guy? <laughs> But, you know, I wondered, like, do you think, like, um, I was reading some Onion article that actually kind of made me think about 9-11, made me remember. And it said, you know, 9-11 is kind of like Christmas for the Cheneys. And so I'm wondering, like, do you think there are Republicans out there that are, like, you know, buying 9-11 gifts for their kids? You know, honestly, <laughs> I'm not joking. I bet you there is some some family who, like, you know, buys a little... Like you said, an American Eagle tchotchke that they put on the mantle just every year. Give it to their, you know, their kid. I don't think they would give it to their kid, but it would be like a, a family. Like they would all sit around the hearth as they would put this year's mantle up next to the old American Eagle that has <laughs> dust on it, <laughs> or Twin Towers snow globe. Well, dude, how long or, are we supposed to you know, remember? Osama bin Laden dartboard or something. <laughs> how long are we supposed to remember? I mean, you've already forgotten. I asked you, how long is never? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I imagine because we're when, also remembering Katrina, right? I don't know. I, I imagine now when we, we get are. In, we are. Have you noticed that every hurricane now is uh, billed as a hur- level Katrina six? level? Yeah. Even if it's really not. No. It's like they had, they get all the old folks out of the old folks home, which is super traumatic for them. You know, like a lot of these people have dementia, <laughs> and even if it's like they had hurricanes for years and years, right? But now we can't forget Katrina, so they like pack Never all forget. these old folks onto a bus, <laughs> drive them fucking two hundred miles away, where they like have no bathroom facilities. Well, you know what I thought was funny is like we're, we're taking care of you because the hurricane is coming. Well, during the Republican convention, you know, there's the Hurricane Gustav is attacking New Orleans, and so President Bush couldn't Bush couldn't go out to the Republican convention because he was at the Hurricane Command Center, right, doing nothing because this hurricane was like yeah. a completely non-threatening <laughs> hurricane. Gustav blew like <laughs> three palm tree leaves off of a couple of tree palm yeah, trees. Yeah, exactly. And, like, a, cup, a coconut fell on a but, crab. But they made it sound like because you know he did nothing during Katrina, which was you know a, a massive hurricane. But during this one, it's just like I'm at the Hurricane Command Center, you know, manning the helm just in case something happens. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, what are you doing? What about nothing. Brownie? What about what? Heck of a job brownie that guy or that dude who looks like ming the merciless what's his name <laughs> oh yeah that is brownie so you know i just uh hope that uh you know all our fans in uh, europe never forget katrina okay? or 9-11 <laughs> both man we're american everything we do is important right never forget i'm not forgetting punch you in the fucking face <laughs> america that's why there's yeah. a space between our deaths <laughs> So, uh, people, this is episode 139. We didn't do stories last week because we had uh, Scott Michaels from findadeath.com, who was a, a great interviewee. It was yeah. a fascinating interview. One of our best. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of feedback from that one. And he threw up a link, so thanks, Scott, for putting that up there. But a quick recap of uh, episode 137, a couple shows back. I did a story about um, people in Africa getting their humps cut off, doing the Humpty Hump. Wankley sent in uh, one of his many diaper fetishist stories. <laughs> And a listener sent in a, this is smeared by vodka. Yeah, that's, but it's, that's 9-11, never forget vodka. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm not, I'm forgetting the story because of the 9-11, never forget vodka. But a listener story is about uh, how much for sex with a five-year-old. Well, believe it or not, 
Dark Horse victory for Wackerly. Diaper fetishist. 81 votes. A listener came in number two with 78, and I came in a distant third because no one cares about Africans and their humps. I wonder uh, with if I'm being ironically accepted by the diaper fetishists. Like they're accepting me as their ma- like ironic mascot. Their fearless their leader. Vote, their vo- not leader, but just they're voting for me because they like that I'm getting their cause publicity. So they're voting. I don't know. You know, I, I wouldn't go. Uh, I wouldn't. Am brim, I overanalyzing I wouldn't brim with too much pride here, Wackerly? <laughs> you had a, at least twenty people write in and vote and say, "If we don't support Wackerly, you know, we're going to lose the cause. See? <laughs> the campaign's going to be over." So I think there's just a lot oh, of so people that hate the diaper fetishes. Yeah. People, yeah, I noticed there was a diaper fetishist posting on the forum, but I think that was a troll. I, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was in jest or. I think it's a well. The term on forum in forum speak is that troll. It's just a post. Try, you to know, get a rise at, out yeah, of getting a rise out of people. So I think it was fake. One of the many drama llamas yeah. out there. Yeah, it'd yeah, be nice if a real diaper fetishist came in and started thrashing about. I, I don't know, dude. I don't think they're very confrontational. Well, people, uh, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes when it gets a case of beer. Throw in a wild card submission with a listener story, which you can send to sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Wackily, I don't know if you started last week or not, but let me kick off episode 139 here with uh, my story. <clears throat> I'll give you that privilege in honor of 9-11. Yeah, never forget. So uh, my story actually just occurred uh, a couple days ago in uh, Philadelphia, which I think might be the new sick and wrong city. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is probably one of the most violent cities. It's, it's up there with Detroit. There's a murder there. There's like a shooting almost every day. I don't think the stats stack up, but I do think it's pretty gritty. I, you know, I, I, well, I think, think it's per maybe, capita. It's, well, behind, it's behind Oakland, I'll tell you that. Oakland's yeah, number three. It's Oakland. maybe five or six. Well, but, uh, yeah. Where'd they get that cool term, Philadelphia? They're not calling it Kill Oakland. I think it because it rhymes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, but it's always sunny. It's starting in a couple weeks, by the way. Which I'm looking forward thing. to. Great show. Yeah. We endorse um, that show. So uh, the... Uh, the, uh, the the tr- public transportation system in Philadelphia uh, is the SEPTA subway train. And uh, so notice that I'm going to start this story exactly how the reporter wrote it with just like that perfect element of human touch. <laughs> I love when they have the human touch like lead in for a story. Isn't uh, Bruce Springsteen from Philadelphia or is that Jersey? No, he's Jersey. Oh. But I think I, he's saying I'm that I'm mindful song. of the song. Yeah, well, well, wasn't Tom Hanks in a movie about Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, but that's a different Springsteen song. <laughs> there was a Springsteen song that went along with that. I yeah, think. it was about like some dude who was like in Philadelphia that had AIDS. Had the gay, the gay yeah. cancer as uh, the uh, sick, or what, what was their name? Which one? From the Bill. Oh, yeah. That was their term for it. As the SEPTA subway train rocked forward, a 30-something guy leaned over near the doorway and gently planted a kiss on the little boy at his side. I feel like there should be music in the background, human touch kind of going on. Uh, when the train neared the Fairmont Avenue stop shortly after midnight on Thursday, the man reached out like an adoring parent and directed the three- or four-year-old tyke to an open seat. Then he picked up a hammer and flew into a monstrous rage. <laughs> it's so great, dude. Uh, without uttering a word, the unidentified man just whipped out a double-claw hammer and began bludgeoning a 20-year-old man across from him who was just dozing off on his seat listening to his iPod with the claw end of the hammer. 
He brought the hammer with him in a bag? He reached into his bag, grabbed the hammer, and just started bludgeoning right after he kissed the kid. And this is all caught on CCTV. Yeah, because they have cameras cameras in the the trains. What time was this? Uh, This is only like, yeah, uh, early evening. So it wasn't even that late. Uh, Through it all, and this is what... This is what I find interesting about the story. Uh, through it all, disgusted investigators said at least 10 passengers stood by and did nothing as the random attack moved from the train to the platform when the hammer-wielding maniac tried to push his victim down onto the train tracks. So really, Wackley, I ask you this. Wait, wait I, thought they were, I thought they were on the train. It was on the train, but when they got to the stop, the, the guy probably tried to run away from okay, the, right. the, ax, you know, the hammer-wielding maniac. And then the guy attacked him on the platform. But seriously, dude, what are their expectations? What do, what do they think we're going to do? Just run over and just dive on the guy and be like, 9-11, never forget! And like tackle him on the ground, you know? It's, the guy's got a motherfucking hammer filled with blood, claw and bashing into some dude's head. I'd be like, sucks to be you. It really does. I'm going to sit back here with the women and scream. How long does the 9-11 celebration period last? Is it like a week before and a week after or just a week after or the entire month the entire month of September? Well, for the past two weeks, I've been getting piss-ass drunk and beating the shit out of immigrants. So I guess it's been about two weeks for me. I don't know about you. All you have to do is set a precedent. So I guess that's the way. Um, well, I run around with like, you know, a can of red spray paint, can of blue spray paint, can of white. And just after I beat them up, just... We- We've, Never forget. Had, we've asked each other these <laughs> these types of questions in relation to the cherubs of justice. The the uh, exactly what like, are they called in real life? Uh, the guardian guardian angels. angels. Like what you're expected to do. But I so we've already had that conversation. As a civilian, I, though, I mean. Seriously. But I want to talk about the fact that newspaper reporters love to play this angle up that like violence is happening and nobody does shit. So what they're saying that ten people are around? Ten passengers stood by and did nothing. So let's in rea- like that. That's such a cliched fucking report hack reporter uh, uh, trope. Let's let's like break it down. So women aren't expected to jump on the claw hammer guy, right? No, and that makes up what children. Like half? Child, yeah. So that's there's what fifty percent. Children, children aren't. No. So what? There's a couple. His kid was there. A couple other kids. There's like. So that what, a couple seven old people, people, the elderly, and now one of the people, yeah, is like sixty-seven year old guy. Yeah, exactly. So what are we left with? Like maybe two dudes, maybe one dude, two able-bodied dudes. Able-bodied, just meaning now we're in the right age range, right? But maybe the guy weighs like one hundred and fifteen pounds, and he's like nineteen years old, and this guy's what thirty? You said, and like some yeah. big fucking burly guy, and he has a bloody hammer. Yeah, is he is like nineteen-year-old, one hundred and fifteen-pound. A Taco Bell worker dude who's in his Taco Bell worker outfit supposed to go and like <laughs> wrestle the hammer away. I mean, come on. I mean, what are you supposed to do, really? I mean, I think you'd do what everyone else did. You know, as soon as the train came to a stop, everyone ran off the train onto the platform screaming. Yeah. Now, I will say this if concealed carry permits <laughs> were more widely oh, so you available. Blown the guy away. Yeah. Can you, though, in that instance? Um, Legally. If 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 he's if you think he's about to kill the guy, I think your case is pretty airtight. But let's say you pull out your gun, you're like, "Stop beating that guy!" and he runs don't, at you. Don't ever tell the guy to stop. Don't ever fire a warning shot. Don't try and wound. If you're gonna, if you have a gun and you're gonna try and shoot somebody, shoot for his chest or head and try and kill him, and shoot him like three or four times until he, he's obviously not moving, no so, longer a threat to anybody. So in summation here, Wackerly, what would you have done? 
Well, because you can't get concealed carry permits in any major American city, probably nothing. If I was there with like Big Jeff, yeah, then you know, maybe. Big Jeff and you A and Pat, guy. and 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 really the odds were like, okay, there are not ten because like we like we well, broke like we broke down. There's probably a lot of women and children and old people on the thing. But if there's five of us, I'd be like, but you can pick up an old person and throw it at the guy. <laughs> if the old person has a cane, there's another thing. You grab the cane yeah, and just. I wouldn't have been that much help because I'd have been videotaping it on my cell phone. YouTube material right here, dude. Well, if I'm going to become a fucking super vigilante, I hope you are taping that shit. So when the be- I, I'm showing that to every girl at the bar after we leave the site of the beating and trying to get at least a hand job in the parking lot. When the beating was finished and the suspect fled with a little boy, the victim staggered back onto the train, bloodied, confused, and alone. Detective Kenneth Roach here said, and even then, no one tried to help him. God, I love the apathy in All right, Philadelphia. That's, that's a little bit. That's kind of damning of the human population. At that point, it's like all these Philadelphians. Yeah, fuck it. Are they just looking the other and way and not night. making eye contact? I don't know. Maybe they were sleeping. Do the cops interview these people and say, like, why didn't you fucking do anything? I think they just watched it. I oh, because this is all on CCTV and they couldn't actually yeah, find the yeah. people later on. So miraculously, I'm sure they were just like, I can't wait to get home and tell people what they saw. Miraculously, the victim <laughs> took the subway up to the hospital, received several staples, sutures, and was discharged. The motive remains a mystery. Apparently, I read a follow-up story today that they did actually catch the guy. How? Um, I think they just, uh, I don't know if he was, someone recognized him from, uh, from photos or, or whatnot. The attacker was a bearded, stonky five foot nine inch black man who wore a yellow shirt and black pants. He got on with a youngster who may or not, may or may not be his child. Uh, the victim and the hammer toting psychopath never exchanged a word or a glance. Right. What race is the victim? A white guy. Uh, Okay. So, so the fact that they have no clue what the motivation was, uh, completely obscures that it might be racially motivated it could have been racially motivated okay the let's, hammer, not, let's not be like completely pc to where we can't even like admit that as a early speculate yeah. i mean it had to be so I mean, there is it, some it, there's a, some there's a good chance this could have right? been a hate yeah. crime the hammer was hidden in a black and yellow book bag that the attacker clutched throughout the short subway ride uh, the little boy that he was with dashed off the train with the other passengers during the brutal beatdown but was later seen running back on to recover the book bag giving it back to the man, and then the boy and the suspect are seen on camera leaving together. So they're kind of like a father-son team. It's like, hey, Dad, what do you want to do for fun tonight? Let's go beat up some white guy on a train. (laughs) Or let's give the kid the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, he's just trying to uh, mitigate the horrific act that his father just committed, and he has no other choice than to be like... you know, partisan. Dude, he's trained. He's done this before. How would he? He runs off the train. The dude's beating him down. Runs back, grabs the bag. And is like, let's go, Dad. I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you said. No, he ran and, and he got the bag. <laughs> I thought you said he gave the victim back the victim's bag. Never. Mind. No, no, no. He gave his dad <laughs> the attacker. Like, that does sound like they're a team. The they're like Batman and Robin here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's go just hammer some white guys. Well, what are you going to give this story? So that it? on the sick and wrong star scale, it's a tough one to completely judge. I mean, because are, are you scoring it based on the attack or the reaction of the other passengers or well, the interaction with the kids? You have to take all three into account. You do. And, and that's the thing is like you have a story as heinous as the you know that uh the chainsaw atta- or that the, the knife attack with the decapitation of the greyhound bus right. yeah 
And I mean that was some of these heinous five level, level, but it's not it on that have level. The other facets, but this has like three, yeah, three different facets here. So I'm gonna give this just because it's odd that the little boy was there, that the that the complete and utter apathy of the the other passengers. I mean, not even to help him after he was beaten. I'm gonna have to give this at least a four point five. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have but to the say, guy didn't die. I have so. to say one other thing. <laughs> so I focused on the, the p- potential racial. Uh, motivation of the attacker but I think I have to extend uh, something else to the attacker and maybe the fact the you know the apathy of the onlookers didn't you say like a 20 year old dude with iPod yeah which I take to mean you know 20 year old hipster layabout (laughs) are you telling are you telling you know you know who I'm talking about you've been on BART you've been on Muni you you know you know the archetype that I'm talking about, right? You know Keith Richards' haircut probably has a trust fund, doesn't probably have a job, he's but yet has a has like an eight hundred dollar something. Yeah, is listening to well, some on, indie what, rock what's band. What's some other indie band? I don't even know any of these. Modest names. Mouse, right? Yeah, and uh, you know Surly. So you're Lug, saying he deserves to get Chuck claw Taylor's hammered. girl jeans? I'm not saying I would claw hammer him. But I'm not saying I wouldn't maybe like, and I wouldn't cheer it, but I'm not saying I wouldn't. That he didn't deserve look it? Look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Just videotape it. So what, what are you going to give this story? Uh, 4.25. 4.25. Only because, only because I, I would give it a 4.5 also, but I have a hint of understanding for the <laughs> non-victim participants. Do you have a hammer in your bag, Wackerly? I've got a fucking hammer in my pants, bitch. <laughs> well, what do you have here for episode 139? <laughs> Okay, in addition to my um, campaign to defame uh, uh, diaper wearers, adult sexual diaper fetishists, (laughs) I'm also starting a campaign to defame um, just American chain restaurants. (laughs) <laughs> well, what do you have against the chain restaurant? What about Olive Garden, dude? Nothing. Think I of the a, good times we've had I, at Olive Garden. I, I actually eat at chain restaurants all the time. Um, I think I think out of all the people we know, I, I'm the I'm the least disfavorable to chain restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Except for my sister. But I hate lines. So yeah. um, if I can go in a chain restaurant and there can be like one less person in line to get a, a Whopper at Burger King. I'm glad. So I want to drive. Yeah. I want to drive everybody else away. These restaurants are so big; they're not going to go out of business. So I just want to drive all the other customers away. I'll get in, get out with my food. It'll be great. But I did the story about the dude bathing in the Burger King. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, station, I recall that. Right? That was so. This is kind of another theme: diaper right. fetishist theme, the anti. Um, yeah, chain and a, a lot theme. of people make the mistake of thinking about uh, you got the, your fast food chains, your Long John Silver's, your Burger King, your McDonald's. Taco yeah, Bell's. That's true. And then they think that there's like, okay, well then there's sit down restaurants, like, right? And maybe even Olive Garden fits into that. But Denny's bridges a gap between, it's not on the. It's an <laughs> intermediary between yeah. Burger King and Olive Garden. Right. And your sister's more of like an Olive Garden TGI Fridays. Red Lobster type Red of Lobster. I actually, I actually don't like those restaurants. I don't have anything against them. I just they're too bourgeois for you, right? I'm more of like a, a Whopper, a, a, a Hardee's, Arby's, uh, 
Burger King. I'm like in that. But section. then when you're dining out with your lady, you take her to Denny's. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> me and your sister, who's not my lady, by the way. God forbid. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I think we could have a meeting of the minds in the Denny's, because Denny's is between that that um, Applebee's slash Del Taco thing, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of like really middle like, of the line. It's not a sit down. It's not a fast. There's no drive through, but they're very quick. You can sit at the counter. It's more like a diner. I but guess. you need to explain this to our non-American <laughs> yeah, listeners. They have no idea what the, the fuck we're talking so about. So a Denny's here is kind of like an all night diner. You can get hamburgers. You can get eggs at any time. But it's open all night. It's, it's a 24 hour restaurant. And the the th- why it's great, in my opinion, why I love all chains you can go to any Denny's in, in any of the 50 states and probably Puerto Rico. And um, always order the same thing. And always order the same thing. It tastes exactly the same. Yeah. I've never been to a Denny's where anything tasted unlike in any other Denny's. It's like the same level, like the same volume of grease that they use in everything else. Right. And it's always the same like surly, you know, 18 to 24 year old waitress. who's and- like, could be kind of hot. And if you're in like some weird like backwater town where there's nothing else, you can fantasize that she's going to come back to your fucking hotel that you're there on business to stay in. Never really happens, but and all you urban dwelling like you know Londoners with your Keith Richards haircut, you can't go there and get a tofu scramble. <laughs> you don't get that at Denny's. <laughs> they have some type of a vegetarian item, don't they? I don't even think they do. I you know I, what? They used to have potato pancakes, which is a food of your people. Yeah, a latke is the same thing. Potato right? latkes, yeah. Um, and they were great. And for some reason, they took them off the menu. I was really pissed. Uh, maybe because uh, people were gaining too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like the other, all the other items are it's, it's equally fatty. For some reason, but no, I think they didn't want to cater to the juice. What I always liked about Denny's is the fact that yeah, it's like when you're, you know, driving cross country, what you know, or or you know, whatever circumstance you're in, it's like three in the morning, four in the morning. Where are you gonna go get some food? Denny's is open. Yeah, and some of them serve alcohol, like that one at the Podcraft convention. Exactly, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And that's always a bonus. But anyways, it's the longest intro to a story ever, so I'm gonna get through this really quickly. Uh, Modesto, setting your step, which is setting. in the Central Valley near the prison where I was, a little bit more populated area. Modesto actually has a couple things to do. I couldn't name them, but I think it probably does. Probably something with like uh, rodeo related. Yeah, yeah probably rodeo related. Um, according to Sergeant Brian Fidland, uh, Fid Findland of Modesto, California, Michael Lassiter, age 33, which is my age, of Modesto had been injecting cocaine in a nearby motel when he had thought he had That's injected. That's fun. <laughs> That's probably something a lot of people do in Modesto. Yeah, I thought it was more a meth area. I wonder Man. if the cop got confused. Probably not. They probably know their coke from their meth. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone that actually injects meth. I might have, have you met, met anybody who's injected coke? Yeah, I've known a couple of people who have injected coke into their asshole, right? No, I've met, I've met people that injected coke speedballs. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen people put coke in their asshole with their finger. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with just snorting booty bumps? Co- what's it's wrong called. with just snorting coke? What's what I, what happened? When did, I, you know, when did that like not become enough? This girl I used to a former colleague of mine, <laughs> <laughs> a or, stripper at a the stripper art that used to work. She said it. Uh, you know, she didn't like to damage her nostrils or her nose, so she felt that if she just had it shoved in her asshole, it it affected her quicker. And uh, and yeah, it, no such know. qualms about her her fucking rectum. Though. Her rectum, no, already erect. Probably. She had a nice rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly killed. <laughs> So, 
here's another tangent. So you can do the booty bump. You can inject coke. You can boil it into crack, which seems like a huge pro. If you have, you can coke, just smoke coke. You can put coke in a joint. You don't and have smoke to make it. crack, or you can cook it and then. You basically what you're doing is you're making free base cocaine, which is crack, which you're well, not crack really per se. You're separating the cut from the coke and then you're making rocks out of it and smoking that. So it's Is that like what is that what you're doing when you're making crack? Is you're getting the baking soda out and the baby well, No, but it with is? crack, crack is cut and they're putting you know, they put other crack. Oh, they're putting it with more the shit in there. Yeah. See, this is there needs to be a it's text, there needs to be a textbook. Liberal Didn't we have like a crack recipe on the website? Yeah, but I just point? got that off of Craigslist. I didn't like know the guy <laughs> where I could ask him questions. What are you thinking of a new business venture here, Wacker? No, I'm thinking like liberal arts colleges need to have a class called like you know Drug how, technology yeah, and how to know your drug reference. Because I'm completely lost as to all these things. Well, so like, this guy was banging cocaine. Banging? Is that what it's called? Banging <laughs> is like the hip term for injecting. So you melt it down like heroin, you put it in a spoon. Put it in a spoon, yeah. Inject it right yeah, put it in inject it, inject it right to your Wow, brain. that must feel awesome. Because <laughs> if I have Coke, I'm just going to snort it and feel pretty good and not go through all this trouble with the spoon. Yeah, I, I, I mean, seriously, I just shove it in my asshole. <laughs> well, he, he thought. He didn't think he got too much cocaine in his vein. He thought he got an air bubble, which can like go to your brain and cause a stroke, right? Even I know yeah, that. Yeah, or I thought it blocks. Uh, I thought it goes right to your heart and blocks you, and you just die immediately. I think if you get a big air bubble in your veins, lots of shitty shit could happen. Yeah. Um, he had the peace of mind, or probably just the cocaine craziness of mind, to get totally freaked out and walk from his hotel to the Denny's, as I said, and... Um, he began. He grabbed a butter knife off of a customer's table who was enjoying their, um, you know, their eggs over easy, their grand slam breakfast. Right, and and I'll tell you, and you probably know, D, that the the knives at Denny's are not sharp. <laughs> but this all. is a butter knife. It's not even a regular table knife. Even the normal <laughs> knives are not sharp at all. So the butter knife doesn't even have like those little bullshit serrations. And he tried to stab himself in the right arm near the biceps. And what was his motivation? I mean, I understand he thought he had a bubble in his arm. Was he trying to cut, th sever his arm? He's trying to get the vein open, I assume, and release the bubble to the at the Denny's oh, atmosphere. Before um, it caused him Along with his disease, <laughs> in intravenous drug user blood all over everybody's fucking meal. Totally ruined my meal. Although, you know, as we said, the butter knife didn't work. When that didn't work, as the article said... He ran into the kitchen and got a butcher knife, which I assume even in Denny's, the butcher knives are pretty sharp, and started digging the knife into his arm, said the uh, this sergeant. So I I'm picturing some kind of evil dead-like scenario here. He's just chopping and chopping away at it like Bruce Campbell at his hand, or yeah. is he like just trying to saw it off? He's just trying to he, – he's completely drug-crazed, right? <laughs> and he's just trying to get that, that bubble out, not realizing that like – you know, your blood circulates through your body like 12 times every minute, Dude. you know? By the time he walked down to the Denny's, the air bubble would have already been all the way through. This is totally someone I'd never want to do drugs with. It'd ruin your good time. Do you really want to inject cocaine into your veins with anybody? No. Not, I mean, that, I, yeah, but... not that I don't want to do it, but if I am doing it, I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean... And I'm going to make a big sign for my... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write in, uh, you know, Sharpie marker on the mirror... There's no bubble in your vein. <laughs> Don't go to Denny's. Your, you know, your face isn't falling off. All that shit that you think about when you're tripping by yourself. So, so did, cool. did did the cook try to stop him? Did, no, the cops he... finally came, isolated him. Later, they had to taser him. So he apparently continued to act up and freak out. 
even though the cops were there. Uh, he wouldn't. Ob- uh, the sergeant once again says he wouldn't ob- obey a substantial number of commands and continued to stab himself. I don't know why they didn't get rid of the knife immediately. You think that would be scary for the cops, for the <laughs> high on coke dude to have his butcher knife? There were some tense moments, but a lot of patrons didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you know why they didn't? Because one thing we didn't say about Denny's, at 10.30 p.m., everybody in Denny's is fucking wasted. Wasted. That, you know, I was going to bring up that point. Like, in small towns, in Denny's... And I Modesto, know, yeah, small towns. Small exactly. towns like Modesto, uh, small towns like Saginaw. We used to go to the Denny's at, like, 3 in the morning. Ypsilanti. Uh, Ypsilanti. But uh, the reason we go there is all the strippers from like the local strip club will go to Denny's to eat because strippers are hungry after they perform. I didn't know where you were going with that, and I forgot about that. So we used to go specifically to the Denny's in Saginaw just to like say, hey, what's up? Not right. as if we're going to get laid by the strippers. Yeah, yeah. And but... they were like, oh my God, it's those 18 year old kids. And some of them are 17 drooling. with fake IDs, creeps from the fucking strip. Dude, I was doing it when I was 16. They gave us like two bucks, <laughs> even though they were there for fucking six hours. But we had always go there. So, and yeah, we were definitely pretty intoxicated. And I'm sure the strippers were probably high on something. Right. I still think they had nothing to do with you, even though they were high. Oh, like, no, we never correct? got laid. I don't even think we were even. I don't even think they glanced at us. Yeah. Uh, Finland. Uh, here's a stuff. Here, so we talked about the reporter tropes with your uh, article, how they always say the same thing. Human touch. Yeah. And here's the, uh, here's the police sergeant from a small town trope. He had said he'd never seen anything like that before. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Just see, yeah. I'm so You surprised. fucking dipshit. <laughs> Every... They should just tell in the police academy at, at, at the commencement address, they should say, if you get interviewed, don't say you never saw anything like this before, because you know you have, and you know you will subsequently. So and just... if they and if they do say that, they should just get punched in the face. Never forget, right? Seriously, and, and and the public will respect you more if you say something like, "This is the shit we have to deal with on a daily <laughs> basis, and this is why you should raise our salaries at the next, uh, you know, tax uh, vote." Whatever. Exactly. So on the sick and wrong star scale, what do you, what do you give that there, Wackerman? Oh. <sighs> Three, well, I'd give it a low score, but I'm trying to defame the restaurant, so 4.75. Dude, that's way too high, dude. I'm giving that a three. It's a, it's a campaign. I'm giving it a 3.5 because I like Denny's because that's where strippers go. And when you're 16 years old, you have no contact with them, so that's a good place to go. And I'm sure that we have a lot of fans in Iowa that are going to be going to the strip club now or go to the Denny's. At like three in the morning now. No, but in like Iowa. Oh right, there's strippers everywhere. Yeah, but don't accuse me of uh, of faking my votes for ulterior motives well, ever again. I just think you have I'll like a, a libel on your ass. Here for I'll file a libel suit on your ass quicker than you can say. What I'm Denny's. saying is the reason I'm giving this a 3.5 is just a low score. It's an egregious act, and it definitely I'm surprised it went unnoticed by several people in the Denny's. But I seriously would not have cared if this man died. I actually think it might have been like a benefit to society if this man died. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for intravenous drug users who are using intravenous drugs that aren't even meant to be used intravenously. Yeah, intravenously. That's why I'm saying it's like he should have died. <laughs> Can I get you to modify your score, though, if I remind you that he's an IV drug user and his blood was spurting all over tons of people's food 
And the sergeant mentions that a lot of people didn't realize what was going on. So somebody took a bite of their so eggs. So someone was sprayed. That were, their eggs were already covered in ketchup because that's the type of clientele we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, ketchup on, ketchup the eggs. on the eggs. There was some IV drug users' blood on there, and they put it into their mouth. All right, I'm bumping it up to 3.75. That's disgusting. I thought that's what you said what your score was. It was 3.5. Oh, now it's 3.75? It's 3.75. All right. Well, my, my th- can't, I might need to do another story about Denny's because I don't know if the defamation was uh, Well, there's a lot of enough. sick and wrong events that happen at Denny's. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. So the listener submission this week comes all the way from Deutschland. He actually used the term Deutschland, which uh, is Germany. It says, sent in from rabies in Deutschland. He says, best way to lose your virginity. Water fountain rips open a woman's vagina. (laughs) Oh, Um, so this is only geared towards women, so I should stop listening. Yeah, well, it's actually kind of a hot story. (laughs) Um, But it's a great headline. Water fountain rips open women's vagina. Uh, Water fountain shows have always been a big draw for people. You've been to the Bellagio, haven't you, uh, Wackerly, in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. And you see that magnificent. It's a hell of a water show. (laughs) You see that magnificent water show. I've never seen anything so great. I love how the Americans are like, oh, God, those fireworks are so amazing. Yeah. And it's like you see a water show. It's like, dude, it's just water with different colored lights on it. Do you really care? Yeah, they Dude, do. it does go pretty high in the air, though. Yeah, it does shoot pretty high <laughs> in the air. It's coordinated with some kind of or other yeah, classical They play like music. air supply classical, or something. I think it's like some classical music that no American would ever be able to play. But I think they do a rock and roll myself. one, too. Maybe. So water fountain shows have always been a big draw. Uh, whether you're taking a moment to enjoy the world-famous Bellagio Fountain or the smaller but still amazing Tianal Square show in Ningbo, China. Yeah. I haven't been to that one. Yeah, neither <laughs> Surprisingly. Have I. You're likely to enjoy the uh, overall experience. Uh, Just recently, Yang here, I guess she only has one name, a 19-year-old college student had a very different experience. And uh, last year, she was at a local center square in Hainan province of China. And she went with some friends to enjoy the day and see the musical water fountain show, which so many people love. Yang and her friends were playing in the water fountain area and enjoying the light burst of water that would spray them. I imagine it was, you know, like gently wetting their vaginal areas and they were just kind of enjoying it. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Is that what the article's implying? I don't know. I, don't I, like, so. I, I picture these, like, you know, I th- 19-year-old Asian chicks, nipples, peer, you know, through the white shirts. You can kind right. of see a little bit of, like, wisp of pubic hair. Doing, like, a hot little duck dance over the thing and, like, I don't cooing. know about your duck dance. <laughs> Is that what you picture Asian chicks doing? A oh, chicken dance. What's that thing where you do the waddle? <laughs> Yeah, actually, it's kind of hot. All the- <laughs> but I think the article, what I'm saying is the article is, the article's employing they're cavorting like children under a sprinkler. I think they're cavorting that's like not a bunch what of I'm 19-year-old girls. That's not what I'm picturing. <laughs> but, the, the, you know, the water's coming up lightly beneath them. They're playing with each other. You can see nipples because they don't have bras. They don't have breasts because yeah. they're Chinese. But they're 19. Right. Um, all of a sudden, while Yang, all of a sudden, Yang was struck by a powerful burst of water that threw her into the air. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Bugs Money. <laughs> what I'm thinking of, did you ever have this when you were a kid? That red, clear, plastic rocket, and then the little pump, and you put water into it, and you pump the thing up with the little... No, you don't have no idea what the I fuck I'm talking know what about. You're I will talking find... About. This I will sounds fu- like some kind of S&M device your father no, used No, I will on find you. this on the internet, the uh, picture of the toy, and I'll post Wackerly's it. rocket pump. You pump this red <laughs> let's, rocket Let's play up. red wa- rocket there, Wackerly. You pressurize the water in the red <laughs> rocket, 
And then you shoot it at somebody? No, and then you release the catch and it shoots like fucking 300 feet up And in you're the doing the duck walk the right. whole time. You could, you could make a clear plastic <laughs> 19-year-old uh, Chinese woman statue with the same thing, which oh, I might try to market. Okay, so that's what you're kind of picturing here. Yeah. So after the fall, Yang experienced extreme stomach pains, was bleeding badly. Well, she must have been shot up into the air. You know, I wonder how... like. How strong is the jet propulsion of that water? I mean, how fast do you think it's going? Uh, 700 feet per second. I'm, I mean, so, so I'm, do not, you a, think... I'm not a fountain engineer, but for you, God's sake. So you're I'm an engineer, light bulb though. Counter. I ask you the <laughs> technical questions <laughs> at prisons. So, I mean, if you think about 100, uh, what? She probably weighs a buck oh five. 105 pound Asian girl. How far do you think she gets shot in the air? 10 feet, 20 feet? Here's the, th- here's the I'm thing. I'm picturing Bugs Bunny, dude. Here's the thing. If it hit her butt cheek, she would be shot, like, I would say, 100 feet. But it sounds like the water actually went inside and got some soft tissue, which is going to... The damage to the soft tissue is going to absorb a lot of the energy, the energy of, of the, the thrust. So the energy isn't going to be put into lifting her off the ground. It's going to be put into scrambling her fucking insides. Like, do you think her some... ovaries are going to look like literally like scrambled eggs? Do you think and some Chinese <laughs> egg foo young? Yeah. Do you think some Chinese guy was sitting there just like, oh, I'm going to scare them now and uh, operate <laughs> the fountains? You know, I mean, I wonder if he did on purpose, like they do with the mechanical bull at the uh, saddle rack. <laughs> yeah, she was immediately taken to the hospital to undergo medical care. The doctor said that the fountain's water pressure had torn open her vagina and damaged her intestines. Don't they have like, some kind of dried lizard and a, a magic mushroom concoction that they put into tea over in China for that? That can kind of fix that? I don't yeah. know. I think Ancient this is... Chinese secret? <laughs> Actually, I think this is the ultimate Chinese douche. Uh, during the following seven months, Yang received three surgeries to repair the damage. We left her with some pretty bad scars. Yang is suing the owners of the fountain, get this, for $24,000 in damages. (laughs) Dude, now think about it this way. If you're in the United States of America, and let's say like some fat Midwestern woman was like, somehow like stumbled onto the Bellagio fountain and got <laughs> With shot. one of those huge three foot long drinks. Totally yeah. wasted. Three foot long margarita drink. In her drink. spandex that she's busting over the top of with her huge fucking Her muffin gut. top is like, yeah. you know, spilling over. And oh, she, and Ill. let's say it like, you know, blasted into her vagina, shot her up, to, you know, four feet in the air because yeah, she's kind of big right. lady. But still, she had to undergo surgery for it. How five much do you million, think she would be suing Bellagio minimum. for? Five million minimum. In China, $24,000. Okay. So on the sick and wrong star scale. Wait, wait, before you do that, can I make the, I don't even know if I'm able to formulate it correctly. Can I make the ultimate tasteless comment? I want to hear this. I bet you her parents are mad that they didn't drown her. Is that I could have formulated that better. Or Dude. regret I bet you her parents regret not drowning her. Yeah, but they're gonna get you know, a couple grand out of the deal here. Because the water got her eventually anyways. <laughs> I should almost edit that out. Um so on the sick and wrong star scale. This you know, this girl's Chinese. She probably had a really tight vagina and now she's ruined for life. I mean, think about it, dude. It's probably spread open like cottage cheese. It's just like hanging there. You know, it's like yeah, it's ruined for life now. I mean, she's I don't not think gonna... it's ruined. I think she's ready for me now. 
<laughs> yeah, you think you could fit in that? You know, there are some pictures we're gonna have to post on the site. Me and, me and Yao Ming. I'm giving this four stars. I feel bad for Yao Ming. I, I mean, this is kind of an industrial accident, and I don't. Uh, I think we should do more industrial accidents. So I'm giving it a four point three. Four point three. All right. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast dot com. You can decide who won episode one thirty nine. <laughs> Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus, and uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show here, and as usual, we tend to get to uh, listener email and phone calls to Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666- Three eight four six. Send us an email at sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. So let's uh, do uh, call number one here. Yo, you were talking about Grandpa from the Monsters. His name's Al Lewis. Grandpa Al Lewis, he is dead. The motherfucker only had one leg at the time of his death. So I just thought I would inform you of this. Catch you later. Well, I'm consider myself warned. <laughs> I think he said inform you of this. Oh, I don't know if he said warned. But you know what's interesting is the the find a death guy actually sent us an email saying, "I hope you guys know that Grandpa Munster, what was his name? Al Lewis. Al Lewis. Um, he looked like Ed Koch, the, the mayor. He did kind of a long time yeah. ago. Of, uh, um, uh, Scott Michaels from uh, Find a Death said that uh, he did actually die, and I think you pointed out that he was good friends with Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I wonder if he had did he have one leg when he was in the movie Porn Star. Uh, well, the call just said he had one leg at the time of his death, so he probably lost it to uh, gout or some old person's disease. Yeah, he was he was kind of old, so I was kind of surprised. But thank you uh, for pointing that out. We didn't. I didn't know that he had died. Somebody claimed that they had his his cock or something. I, I think it was the week. same guy, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's call number two. Tenderloin Kid, our Tenderloin correspondent. Uh, is this one about Taco Bell? I guess we'll see. Oh, uh, we'll see. Hello, boys. Yeah, okay here. Yeah, you guys are talking about uh, putting all kind of animals down your pants to lick your balls last show. Uh, I got a couple stories for Were we? Yeah, you know what you know what I think he's referring to? Remember someone sent in like a rabbit thing about bunny rabbits or something and I was saying Oh you can yes. Rub the soft fur on your scrotal right. sack. And I pointed out that rabbits have large teeth and that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> Just one. Buddy of mine had his uh, dick in a baked potato with ketchup as lube at a party. Uh, Love. Anyway, his pit bull came in the room. His buddy. Smelled the food. Started picking ketchup off his balls and cock. Uh, he was laughing. We thought he was going to lose his fucking balls. And anyway, Wackerly, you're not off easy because I know what animal you would put down your pants. Star Trek episode 44, The Trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> Those little tiny furry balls that purr like cats. Couple them down your tidy whities Ooh, all day, kid. Better. He has a point. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm kind of, I think this is a little over my head here. I'm in, in dork lore here. <laughs> what, what, what is he talking about Star Trek episode 44? This is the original Star Trek. Are you telling me you've never 
uh, even you've never heard of this episode, never seen it. The trouble with tribbles. I've I've never even heard of it. What's a tribble? <clears throat> a tribble, as we just pointed out, a bunny rabbit is soft and furry, and you like to rub it on your balls, but it has teeth. A tribble, it's just all fur. And so in the Star is, Trek episode, they get one off of a, some planet. Does Captain Kirk shove it down his like uh, no, tight no, no, black no. pants? Obviously, this is the sixties. <laughs> don't do that kind of thing. But <clears throat> they get the tribble. Everybody except you knows about this. They get the triple off a planet, one of them, and then they start multiplying. And like sooner or later, um, like like rabbits, they're like Furbies. The entire the entire S- <laughs> Enterprise is full of these tribbles, like like packed to the gills, and they can't even move around. I can't remember <laughs> how it ends. So, have you ever fantasized about sticking a triple down your pants? Not before I heard this call. But <laughs> we, now I have some some masturbatory. Fire. I love how you automatically just can understand that reference. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people can. <laughs> okay. Just not you. <laughs> All right, what's call number three? Um, I think we've neglected uh, this caller, Trucker Paul. Oh, for... Trucker Paul called. Oh, I forgot I think about maybe that. Maybe he's responding to some question we asked. But oh, no. I, actually, I remember that. I was wondering the origin. Remember? I think I was wondering about the origin of Trucker Paul a few episodes back. Right. Similar to a superhero, you kind of hear a lot of stories and they're great, but then you wonder, like, how did this uh, superhero, Super Trucker Paul, come to like be? Like, what planet Krypton did Trucker Paul come from? Like, is there a right. trucker planet that he came from? Right. Is, uh, you know, um, Jarrell, his dad, going to come and <laughs> tell him how to do something in, in the Forge of Solitude? I don't know. Hey, sick and wrong. It's Trucker Paul. Uh, you guys are wondering where I grew up. And uh, I was. He does have kind of an unplaceable accent. Yeah, I know. I don't know where that comes from. I'm thinking Midwest. Yeah, so am I. Born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yep. And uh, but uh, we moved to Rice Lake, Wisconsin, when I was like one years old. Which is kind of the same area. And I grew up there through high school. Believe it or not, I actually went to college. And you're gonna laugh. I went to college for. A restaurant and hotel management. <laughs> and uh, you guys are also wondering what fast food restaurant I worked at. I pretty much worked at all of them, man. I worked at Burger King, KFC, yeah, uh, Arby's. I love Arby's. Would you want Trucker Paul preparing your fast food? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I just wouldn't want to piss him off. Like, I don't think if, if Trucker Paul made me a Whopper and it had mayonnaise on it, I don't think I'd go back and be like, dude, this has fucking mayonnaise on it. Make me another. Yeah. Because I think the mayonnaise the second time around would be this real mayo. Is, this is the difference. <laughs> this is why I eat fast food restaurants and you are very wary of them. Exactly. Because I don't take stuff back. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You don't. I wouldn't want to piss off Trucker Paul, but I wouldn't want to piss off any fast food worker. That's. That's my my because they hidden, mess with no- your food. hidden knowledge about fast food. <laughs> and actually, in a four star restaurant, they'll also put their pubes in your food. So, I, so I don't know why. Uh, yeah, you just never send food. Why back. do you feel safe anywhere? <laughs> uh, McDonald's. I worked at a place called Pizza Time up in Alaska. <laughs> and well, every time is Pizza Time, as far as I'm concerned. And Wendy's. I guess that's it. And then I started driving a truck. I said, fuck all that talking to people and being nice and dressing up. Now I'm just a bum. But uh, you guys, (laughs) 
I gotta recommend a movie, and this is for everybody. This is, I saw this last week, and I don't know when it, I think it was made like in 93. And it's like a British movie, but it's called Bad Boy Bubby. Bad Boy and what? It's absolutely the most sick and wrong movie I've ever seen. Bad Boy Bubby? Bad Boy Bubby? Yeah, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. It doesn't surprise me that Trucker Paul has a vast knowledge of movies that I can't even begin to fathom. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy, his name's Bubby, he's like 35 years old. He's never left their one-bedroom apartment. He lives with his mom. And, like, every night his mom, like, fucks him. <laughs> and, uh, he, like, doesn't really speak very well, and he plays with his cat, and he ends up suffocating it, and then he kills his mom, and goes out in the real world. Just, he's just a wacko. <laughs> you gotta see this movie. It's a, it was recommended to me from a friend, and, uh, uh, it's definitely sick and wrong. Oh, and by the way, iTunes and anything Apple completely sucks hairy asshole. I fucking hate anything that's made by Mac. It all sucks. So I'll keep voting for you guys on Podcast Alley. I'll probably be the only one. And then, uh, uh, I can't download your shit from your site, so... But uh, I go to Podcast Alley and vote, but I ain't going to no iTunes. <laughs> they blow a cunt here, so. I'm glad he has convictions. Yeah. Later. <laughs> I imagine Trucker Paul driving uh, a load across the country, not knowing what it is, and stopping at a truck stop and deciding to go check it out and looking in the back of his truck, finding out that it's a load of I- new iPods. <laughs> And just leaving it at the truck stop and driving away, you know, and like maybe lighting it on fire before he leaves. So, so that movie was Bad Boy Bubby. Doesn't yeah, I'll that... try and get the IMDb link maybe and put it up on our. On the Sounds site. like doesn't have a similar premise to uh, Philadelphia. Was that kind of, <laughs> was that kind of the same movie? I don't think it's the same movie, but I think Bruce Springsteen also did a song for Bad Boy Bubby, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Well, thanks, Trucker Paul. It was very enlightening. I always wondered how many fast food restaurants you've worked at, and uh, apparently right. many. That's kind of the list that I'm going to try and defame over the next uh, course of like yeah. seven or eight podcasts. Well, you know, I bet you Trucker Paul has a lot of stories from that. Uh, people call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, actually, we got a bunch of emails here, a couple that I want to get through. Oh, we got an email from Chris over in uh, Australia, the land down under. He says... Good day, fellas. And he actually spelt it G apostrophe D-A-Y. So yeah, that's how they spell it over there. Good day. Good day, fellas. I really enjoyed the interview with Scott Michaels. We had some people over yesterday, and I told them the amusing story of Elvis's death. My wife gave me a look of disbelief and asked where I had heard that. Without pausing to think, I replied, on the Sick and Wrong podcast, of course. They just <laughs> interviewed this guy. Well, eyes started rolling, and the subject was quickly changed. Fuck them. I know you guys are the world's source of all knowledge and wisdom. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. We, we've received a couple emails. I know some forum postings. As soon as someone starts discussing the show at like a dinner party or some other kind of function, everyone just kind of looks at you like, why do you listen to that? <laughs> why are you talking about this first right of all, now? In, in, in a uh, general party, first of all, what's a podcast? <laughs> 
And then you explain it, and they're like, why would you do that? Why would you download something and listen to it online? Who are these guys? <laughs> but it, it is nice to know that uh, he's having a dinner party with his wife, and everyone's rolling their eyes because he says sick and wrong. Yeah. It's nice. We, we are the source for all uh, antisocial commentary, just so you know. Oh, we got another email here from another Chris, actually. He says, so I feel I've got to ask this, since it's brought up a surprising amount. Exactly how many people have lampshades made out of Dee's grandfather's skin? <laughs> Every time there's a Nazi or a potential Nazi mentioned, Dee always makes reference to the lampshades made of human skin, and more often than not, it's from his grandfather. Was Dee's grandfather some sort of farmable source of skin or something? Was he a heifer? <laughs> farmable, I like that. <laughs> Was he a heifer who lost a ton of weight in the concentration camp, so he had a lot of loose skin that he couldn't get rid of? I can't help but think that with the amount of lampshades made out of this guy, he probably looks like Fat Bastard at the end of Austin's Power 3 or something. Chris. Well, as a matter of fact, Chris, my uh, grandfather was a very large man. Uh, you know, in addition to lampshades, you know, couches, I think they made, what, beanbag chairs out of him? Uh, bowling curtains, ball bags. <laughs> bowling ball bags. I mean, seriously, yeah, they, the Nazis weren't industrious folk. And I think when they saw, you know, a, a, you know, a, 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 a person with, a, you know, such ample size, I think they thought about all the products they could make out of the guy. Yeah. Can Do I make a ultimate tacky comment number, number two of the night? Yeah, okay. The one that you can sell for a lot of money on eBay is the one with the actual serial number on it. <laughs> There's only, think, only one item with that uh, stamp of authentication. I actually own that beanbag chair. <laughs> it, it's right here. Yeah. But, uh, Chris, seriously, it's a Jewish figure of speech. You're jealous because you didn't have any relatives die in the Holocaust. They took my Jew gold. Okay? <laughs> so I can say that, all right? <laughs> Whenever you that's something you say also a lot the, the Jew gold thing and it always makes you think that you're kind of a leprechaun and uh, dude the, the Jews had gold do you the really Nazis wanna, took it do you really want to give people um, uh, cause to make that comparison to you well they, given yeah. given your your general appearance a Jewicon <laughs> a Jewicon okay <laughs> what are you saying I'm short <laughs> with that beard and that green outfit I always I'll wear I'll just let you uh, <laughs> I'm giving you enough rope to hang yourself up. I think Chris just has some sour grapes. He didn't have any relatives die in the Holocaust. Yeah. But no, it was not. Maybe he's a gypsy. There's gypsies who were killed and, and gays. Yeah, but you don't want gypsy skin. It's jazz all oily and greasy. musicians. <laughs> yeah, okay. People, thanks for sending an email. Send it to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, going on to the forum, if you haven't been on the forum yet, you're missing out. The Sick and Wrong forum, you can link to it right from our main page. In addition to all the hot, naked Nazi chicks that are currently on the forum, and uh, of which there are many. Um, there's a lot of intellectual debate going on now. Have you seen the, uh, the, the um, I guess it's all naked pics of uh, Vice President Palin there. Right, which but turned out to be... Uh, that's an intellectual looks. debate, whether or not she's hot. I think she's hot. Yeah, I, but I mean, I think there's 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 also... There's no debate, she's pretty hot. Uh, there's a new thread, too, debating whether or not racism is... Right or something. Really? I, I, yeah. Have you seen that thread? No, I want to get in on that. It, it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people start these incendiary topics to get a rise out of people, and then it just goes back and forth. But yeah, there's like, I don't know, we have like almost 600 people on the forum, and probably 20 only posts. Right. Maybe 40 posts. There's a lot of lurkers. There's a lot of lurkers on the forum because they just want to see the hot naked Nazi chicks. So go check it out. The Sick and Wrong forum. Link to it right off our main page. And uh, despite Trucker Paul's aspersions on iTunes, 
Leave us comments. It's the best way to support Sick and Wrong. Leave some comments on iTunes and subscribe to the show through iTunes. I think you get a lot of exposure. But if you don't like Apple, go vote for us at Podcast Alley. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Wackily, I haven't shown you my new designs for the Sick and Wrong limited edition t-shirts. No. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to show that to you I also heard show. we were getting some new stickers, maybe, with some different I'm currently designs. redesigning the stickers as well. So... Within the next few weeks, whenever I get around to it, there's going to be some new Sick and Wrong tees available that should be um, up on the site. Finally here, the Sick and Wrong song of the week was sent in from Doug in L.A. He says, D, this song made me think of you. My dick parts the seas, yo dick farts and queefs. My dick rumble in the jungle, yo dick got touched by your uncle. (laughs) And it's apparently a song called My Dick from a rapper guy named Mickey Avalon. Have you ever heard of this dude? No, but this this song is distinct from Let Me Smell Your Dick, yeah, which now was this the is, song of the week maybe like 100 episodes ago. It's a song from Mickey Avalon. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, the Let Me Smell Your Dick. It's a song by Mickey Avalon where it's like the three guys are ripping on each other's dicks. Mickey Avalon is a group or a woman? It says he's a rapper guy. Oh, okay. And uh, he's Sounds from like LA. a 1950s actually, crooner. Well, you know what's kind of funny is the dude kind of looks like a tranny, kind of like Iggy Pop as a okay. woman. Yeah, it's right. kind of nasty looking. Okay. So we're going to end the show here with the uh, second wrong song of the week, courtesy of Doug, My Dick. People, will be back next week with episode 140 here of Sick and Wrong. Until then, take it sleazy. Okay, good night. My dick cost a late night fee. Yo dick got the HIV. My dick plays on the double feature screen. Yo dick went straight to DVD. My dick bigger than a bridge. Yo dick look like a little kid. My dick large like the Chargers. The whole team. Yo shit look like you 14. My dick locked in a cage. Right. Yo dick suffer from stage fright. My dick so hot it's stolen. Yo dick look like Gary Coleman. My dick. Pink and big, yo dick stinks like shit. My dick got a Caesar do. Yo dick needs a tweezer do. My dick is like super size. Yo dick look like two fries. My dick more mass than the earth. Yo dick half staff, it needs work. My dick been there and done that. Yo dick sit sit with dunce cap. My dick VIP. Yo shit needs ID. It's time that we let the world know, dude, you gotta let your girl go. DS is the best in the business, PS, we got dicks like Jesus. It's time that we let the world know, dude, you gotta let your girl go. DS is the best in the business, PS, we got dicks like Jesus. My dick need no introduction, yo dick, don't even function. My dick served a whole luncheon, yo dick, look like a munchkin. My dick. Size of a pumpkin, yo dick look like Macaulay Culkin. My dick, good, good loving, yo dick, good for nothing. My dick, bench press 350, yo dick couldn't shoplift at thrifty. My dick, pretty damn skippy, yo dick, hungry as a hippie. My dick, don't fit down the chimney, yo dick, it's like a kid from the Philippines. My dick is like a M16, yo dick, broken vending machine. My dick. Parts the seas, yo dick, farts and quakes. My dick, rumble in the jungle, yo dick, got touched by your uncle. My dick, goes to yoga, yo dick, fruit roller. My dick, grade A beef, yo dick, 
Mayday geek. My dick, sick and dangerous. Yo dick, quick and painless. My dick, enough said. Yo dick, love spread. It's time that we let the world know. Dude, you gotta let your girl go. DS is the best in the business. P.S. We got dicks like Jesus. It's time that we let the world know. Dude, you gotta let your girl go. DS is the best in the business. P.S. We got dicks like Jesus. Dicks like Jesus. Dicks like Jesus.